With us today is uh, former Congressman Peter King, and uh, uh, he is one common sense guy, and we, uh, he's been working hard for New York City, uh, for Long Island, for New York State, for our country. Uh, Peter King, uh, what, what are you most concerned about our country? You've been a congressman for 28 years, and you've seen it uh, a lot happen. What are you most concerned about right now for, for your kids and grandkids? John, I, I would say the almost total breakdown in the country between one side and the other, the way every issue seems to be divided along such really uh, bitter partisan lines. And uh, also, you know, uh, something which you and I have discussed, even in uh, professions like the law, which used to be more highly regarded than it is today, you know, lawyers, by its nature, this is an adversarial business. One side fights with the other, but it was always done within certain rules. Done like boxers. They have the Marquis of Queensbury rules. They have to, you know, there's no fouling allowed. There's no uh, uh, butting allowed. Uh, it's uh, certain rules have to be followed. And I find out some of these indictments, for instance, against President Trump, they are using politics to criminalize uh, a political opponent. I, you know, I've uh, read the indictments of President Trump, whether it's about uh, January 6th or certainly here in New York about the uh, payments to a uh, Playboy model or whatever she was. The fact is the, the prosecutors know that they are leaving out important facts, exculpatory facts. For instance, in the indictment that was going on with President Trump on January 6th, there's not a mention anywhere that he told everyone to march peacefully. And also the prosecutor gave the impression that he was being indicted for causing an insurrection or causing a riot, yet nothing in the charges adds up to that. They're trying to really camouflage uh, a political attack by disguising it as an indictment. We saw the same thing with District Attorney Bragg in New York. And that, to me, goes against, listen, you expect a tough fight, but in that fight, uh, there's supposed to be no rabbit punches. You're supposed to put everything on the line. And you also, if you're a prosecutor, you're supposed to put the information that's favorable the defendant to be made known. That's not being done here. So I'm using that as just the most recent example of how the criminal law is now being used as a political tool. And uh, also, John, as far as ethics, you know, we have a situation in Albany where the state may be almost going broke. The revenues are down so much. Taxpayers are moving out of New York. Expenses are getting higher. And yet when you see the politicians in Albany, they don't seem to care. I mean, there's always going to be political differences about how much money you should spend, what programs you should keep going. But again, that was always within certain parameters that you're not going to allow a state or a city to go bankrupt. You're not going to uh, spend money foolishly. Uh, you're going to have to at least debate it. Now, with the supermajority Democrats have in Albany, uh, they don't seem to care. They don't even care what the governor says. I mean, they, they can override her vetoes. So there's just a breakdown in basic respect for one another, basic respect for ethics. And I just see it getting worse. And we see it with the, uh, you know, the Roosevelt Hotel and people are lined up out in the streets, sleeping in the streets, old people here illegally. And yet hardworking New Yorkers have to find their way to work. They have to walk around many of these people. They have to pay taxes to subsidize these people. And uh, yet, uh, if you, you know, listen to the progressives, uh, they're more worried about the people coming into the country illegally than they are about the hardworking middle-income families that are struggling to uh, pay their bills and put their kids through school. Well, there's so many veterans uh, are starting to, to say, how come, 
you know, we're taking care of the people coming through the borders versus taking care of our, my uh, my friends, my uh, my veteran friends, or or my American homeless friends. I mean, I think the rule should be we take care of American people first before we worry about people in Central America. I certainly agree. We should take care of Americans first, and first and foremost. To be American veterans. They're the people. They're the people who put their lives in the line. I mean, literally, risked loss of life and limb to protect our country. Many of them came back physically wounded. Others, quite frankly, emotionally or mentally wounded, going through uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome. Many of them can't afford to uh, live in a decent home, a decent housing, because they can't get a job that pays enough money. That's to me all. So much our effort to be put into that. Instead, and I'm, again, I try to be a friend of Eric Adams, but the fact that he was welcoming people, bragging about the fact that New York was a sanctuary city and basically urging uh, illegal migrants to come to New York. Now we're being overwhelmed by it. I don't know what the numbers are. You hear 50,000, you hear 100,000. Well, hear the number the other day dollars. was there's 100,000 uh, uh, migrants in New York City. Besides that, there's 60,000 uh, homeless. So at what point uh, do we reach the, uh, you know, the bad point? I, I, John, I, I think we're at the boiling point almost now. And, uh, again, but, you know, you have to realize that people had a chance in the you know, last election and they voted to keep Democrats in office. Believe me, I'm not making this partisan because there's, you know, enough Republicans that can screw things up, too. I mean, you can't have it both ways. People can't be complaining about what's happening and then vote for the same people every time. So this is... Uh, a, uh, again, it's time for people to wake up, pay more attention, and realize that being in a democracy, you have to work at it. People have to work at it. Voters have to work at it. And elected officials have to work at maintaining a sense of ethics and decency and realize that their constituents, the hardworking men and women, are the one that deserve, first and foremost, to be, to be properly cared for and have, have their necessary means, uh, uh, necessary requests met. And again, as you said, John, first and foremost among that would be our veterans. Let's take care of them first. Let's take care of, of the American homeless and the American people that are in need before we worry about the rest of the world. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good to be taking care of the whole world. The fact is, you have to be practical. And uh, taking care of the whole world means, in fact, no one's going to be taken care of. There's <laughs> not enough money to go around to everyone. And what's going to lead to is just a breakdown in society, a breakdown in uh, quality of life. That's going to force, it's going to end up with New York looking like San Francisco or some third world country. I agree 100%. Congressman uh, Peter King, anything else before we uh, sign off for Sunday morning and you can go out and enjoy the sun? I'm going to enjoy the sun and uh, I'll be seeing you tomorrow night in the studio for uh, Cats and Cosby at 5 o'clock on Monday afternoon. Look forward to it. Thank you, Congressman Peter King. And uh, keep fighting hard for America because our kids and grandkids depending on us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, John.